0: to the David Glenn Show. Steve Martin, play-by-play voice of your Charlotte Hornets is going to be with us in 30 minutes. LeBron James only visits our great state every so often. It is the Cavaliers at the Hornets tonight. ESPN will have the TV call. Steve Martin, radio play-by-play voice of your Hornets will be with us to celebrate that occasion in about 30 minutes. Joining us now, as promised, he played on the offensive line with distinction for the Auburn Tigers back in the day. He actually picked nc state back in the preseason as a serious contender for the college football playoff he now does great work as a college football analyst for espn and the sec network cole kublik welcome to the david glenn show how are you
1: Hey, Dave, doing well. How about yourself?
0: Doing well as well. I've been on the right side and the wrong side of Wolfpack fans during my 30 years covering the ACC. Did, did you d- generate any kind of a cult-like following among Wolfpack fans given your very popular in these parts preseason pick? I think maybe
1: a few, but I had just as many, if not more, who were angry with me <laughs> for stepping out and, and doing that because they felt like it was going to backfire. And I was going to be the reason that, uh that NC State didn't make the playoffs. uh, But, yeah, I've actually developed a a social media relationship with a couple of Wolfpack fans, and it's it's been pretty cool to keep
0: up with them. Well, as we look at the finalists' lists on some of these most prestigious college football awards, you have quarterback Ryan Finley of NC State in the top five for the Unitas. You have Bradley Chubb, the defensive end, in the top five, I think for the Bednarik and other things. So it's not like you were losing your marbles. I mean, this has turned out to be a Wolfpack team that even though it's out of the national conversation, could end up as just the second 10-win Wolfpack team in the history of the program, right?
1: No, still playing good ball. And, and listen, they, they, they played a tough schedule. Clemson's a team that's got a good shot to be in the playoff. Notre Dame team, I think, well, was a bit, of a, a bit of a matchup problem. Getting them up there obviously hurt and, and obviously a costly turnover in that game. Uh, that something Ryan Finley hadn't really done throughout the course of the season. They've had a couple injuries and had to sort of work and maneuver around that. I think the secondary has probably caught up with them a few times, and that was an area that I wasn't really sure about going into the season. But I think the defensive line has lived up to every bit of the hype. Uh, I think when you look at offensively what Ryan Finley and Eli Drinkowitz have been able to put together and what they do and sort of who they are, and Naheem Himes moving to tailback, being an explosive tailback, something that I really expected him to be this season. You know, there's there's a lot of what they do that's exactly what I expected. So I don't think it should be considered a letdown season at all.
0: Cole Kublik is joining us. Follow him on Twitter at Cole Kublik. You can become his friend there as well. Last night, the committee spat out Alabama 1, Clemson 2, Miami 3, Oklahoma 4. As you looked at all of the things that matter, did you think the committee got that top four right last night?
1: Uh, I would probably flip flop Miami and Clemson, and, and maybe even maybe even place Oklahoma up ahead of Clemson. I wouldn't really, I don't, I don't think it matters once you get to probably three or four. But you know, I, I look at that Clemson loss to me should be enough to bump them down to three or four. Uh, it's the worst loss of any of the teams that we're talking about potentially getting in and I just don't think that that Clemson should be deserving of the number two spot. Now, they have a couple nice wins, and you look at the Auburn win, that's a big one right now, Uh, and and I think when you go down the list of who Clemson's knocked off, NC State's inside the top 20. That's a nice win, but I just have a hard time getting over that Syracuse loss, even though Kelly Bryant went down in that game, and when he was in, wasn't 100% of that game. It's just hard for me to believe that a team that's 3-6 and that we're looking at talking about that's okay that Clemson were to go down to that squad. It's just not something that I consider really to be acceptable.
0: This coming weekend is a little bit unusual in that Alabama has only Mercer to deal with and Clemson has only the Citadel to deal with. Uh, and even Oklahoma has a 1 and 9 Kansas team in Big 12 play. We do have a couple of interesting ones though even among the top 5. Wisconsin still undefeated gets 8 and 2 Michigan and Miami still undefeated gets 6 and 4 Virginia. When you look at Badgers-Wolverines, do you even believe that Wisconsin is flat out the better football team or are Jim Harbaugh's Wolverines just as good as the Badgers in your eyes?
1: No, I, Wisconsin's a better football team. Um, I think there are some guys at certain positions that Michigan is better than. And I, I think that's probably the most disappointing part about maybe this football season is that we have gotten away from crediting and awarding Good football teams that play good team ball. And that's what Wisconsin is. I mean, just because they don't have a Matt Barkley, uh, just because, or a Saquon Barkley, or, or just because they don't have a Josh Rosen, or just because they don't have a Jalen Hurts, somebody who's getting Heisman love or considered to be a first round draft pick, things of that nature, all of a sudden we don't look at Wisconsin as a team that's overly deserving. I understand the schedule is not as strong as some of the others, but the style of play, the way they play, I think should be rewarded. And I think we've gotten away from that a little bit. Wisconsin might not be as talented as Michigan, but they're a better football team. And I have no doubts in my mind about that. It's going to be, though, a perception game, a perception win for Wisconsin if they can get it because that Michigan logo, that Michigan brand, still means a lot to a lot of people. I think we also forget sometimes that the guys on that college football playoff committee are human beings. And their emotions are still going to be a part of it. No matter how much they try to erase them and take them out of the equation, they still will be. So... It could be a weekend that Wisconsin actually has a chance to gain some real ground on some of the other teams competing.
0: Cole Kublik is joining us. Catch him on ESPN and the SEC Network. Given your status as a former Auburn player, I wonder your perspective on Miami's 9-0 and season because I have a hard time making sense, Cole. I saw them play a horrible UNC team in Chapel Hill and need – a turnover late just to survive against the Tar Heels in a 24-19 Miami victory. And yet, when I watched them more recently, they took apart what I think is a pretty good Virginia Tech team, 28-10, to and then they annihilated one lost Notre Dame, 41-8. As a former player, can you make sense of that roller coaster? Yeah, confidence is the main thing,
1: and that's what I see when I watch this team I knew coming into the year that they had a top five front seven in college football. I, they're the fastest front seven that I've seen in a long time. Uh, super athletic, can cause a lot of problems, can disrupt. That's a big reason they get the turnovers that they do. Now, offensively, I had my concerns. And I think some of the games that you're mentioning, even in the middle of the season, when you talk about what Malik Rozier, Travis Homer, and Mark Walton have had to do at certain points in the time throughout the season, uh, either filling in or becoming the feature guy or feature back and making those plays that's not a group that's been able to develop continuity throughout the course of the year but I think they're gaining confidence as they go I think they feed off that defense and as, as successful as that defense is throughout the course of the game I think that can sort of carry over to the offense and And when the defense is putting you in good spots, all of a sudden your offense doesn't have to play as high risk. And Miami has been in that spot more times than not this season. You're not going to play up every single week. You're not going to be a dominant team every single week. Look at Alabama against Mississippi State this past weekend. Sometimes matchups are going to be a bigger problem than you expect. And when you're young on one side of the football, things like that North Carolina game on the road are going to happen. Miami still has a lot of youth. They still have a lot of guys that haven't played a ton of big-time football So I don't expect them to be dominant throughout the course of the year or even always throughout the course of a single game. But they're so athletic, they're so fast, and now they have a boatload of confidence. They're going to be a dangerous matchup no matter who they play for the rest of the
0: season. As you know, in the first three years of the college football playoff, we did not have any two lost teams get bids. When you think of number 6 Auburn, or even number eight Notre Dame or number nine Ohio State, all with two losses already, but with a chance to kind of win some uh, power points moving forward. Here, do you see a likely scenario where we end up with our first two-loss team in the final four, or you think there are just too many obstacles for that to happen?
1: Likely, no. Possible, yes. I, I think that the solution for it to happen or the path in which it could happen is maybe much more clear than it has been in recent years. Uh, I think all it really takes is for Auburn to win out. And I don't, I don't think that you're going to have an SEC champion that has lost to a Clemson football team that's probably going to be in and lost to an LSU team that's in the top 20 on the road. They're going to be in. Because, uh, when was the last time you remember? a football team beating two different number ones in in a three-week span. Now, I don't think that's ever happened in the history of college football. So Auburn's going to be doing some things down the stretch that are the first time we've ever seen that happen. The committee will look fairly on that. Them being at six is a big statement right now, and it's only going to take, I think, them winning out to get in. I don't know if you think they need help from a lot of other teams. Notre Dame's in a little bit of a different boat. Ohio State's in a little bit of a different boat, in my opinion just because of who they lost to, where they lost, when they lost, and really what lies ahead.
0: Last thing for you, given your time as a standout offensive lineman for the Auburn Tigers, how would you put into words the way our quarterback here in North Carolina, Cam Newton of the Carolina Panthers, how is he remembered, celebrated, thought of in that Auburn community where I I know they can revere some former players, but Cam – while a Heisman winner and national champion, you know, almost had like that controversial cup of coffee there. He was only there for one year. There were some negative headlines, but maybe some fans just remember the great stuff, and that's all there to, there is to it. I don't know.
1: I'd say 99.9% of fans remember the great stuff. There is, I mean, it's. It, I, I kind of made a joke when he decided to come back to school. I think it was not this past off season, but the off season before that. That was his safest place on earth. I mean, that's his safe place. Yeah. He, he can walk around Auburn, Alabama, and no one's ever going to say anything negative. Everyone's going to love him. Everyone's going to want pictures with him. Everyone's going to want to hang out with him. I mean, that, that, that's, the, that, that's where he's probably more loved. He's probably more loved there than his own home. Uh, so there's, there's not a lot of negativity as far as Cam is concerned floating around Auburn, Alabama.
0: His name is Cole Kublik. He is loved by Auburn fans to this day in a different sense. He is loved by Wolfpack fans here in North Carolina as well. Thanks for the time on the David Glenn Show, man. Keep up the good work. Appreciate it, David. You got it. ESPN and the SEC Network on Twitter. He's at Cole Kublik, 1-800-849-2761, C-U-B-E-L-I-C at Cole Kublik on Twitter.